I walked out to my car a few weeks ago, and I had an unsettling feeling when I saw that my door was open and everything in my glove box had been taken out and removed and out of the console and thrown everywhere. And I realized that somebody had been in my car during the night. Somebody had broken into my car. I thought to myself, well, at least they didn't come into my home. But then, the next week, I realized that I had had it up to here because a thief had come into my home. It came into my home to, to steal things. Except this time, the thief didn't come to shuffle through my glove box or see what was in the console of my car. This thief was of an invisible nature, and it came to shuffle through the contents of my heart and the clutter of my mind, and this thief's name was Anxiety. Have you ever struggled with anxiety? Well, if so, this episode is for you. Welcome to the Noteworthy Podcast. I'm your host, Nathan French. I'm so glad that you clicked play on this episode because today we're going to be talking about eight reasons why you don't have to live in anxiety. Don't let that thief into your home anymore. Stick around on this podcast as we talk about eight reasons why you don't have to live in anxiety. Let's go. Well, hey, my friends, welcome back to the Noteworthy Podcast. I am so excited to be back. I have been struggling, riding the struggle bus um, with releasing podcast content lately. Um, and I, I don't know what else to tell you except life has been crazy. And so my goal has been to get an episode out once a month. That has been my new goal and uh, of course, the the long term goal is is this is a bi weekly podcast. So my goal is to release two a month. However, I have not been faithful to do so. So forgive me for all of you kind, wonderful listeners that have reached out um, saying, "Hey, where's all the content? Thank you for keeping me accountable." I mean that for real. Thank you for that, and love you all very, very much. Um, so much exciting things happening. Um, General Conference is happening next week in Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, Rachel and I will be there. I hope we get to see lots of friends there, and uh, we're just excited about all that Jesus is doing. Some crazy things are happening, guys. Some crazy announcements next year. I cannot wait to share with you things that God is putting in place for new music that's going to be coming out. And uh, we just couldn't be more excited about it. What else? Okay, so my daughter Kyla turns one this month. Can you believe it? It's already been 
a year of the beautiful Kyla. And uh, I'm so thankful for her. She turns one on September 24th. Judah will be six in October. Ezra will be four. So in just the next few weeks, I will have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. Time flies when you're having fun. Um, Rachel and I celebrated our nine-year wedding anniversary last month. Um, Man, I could just... Anyways, enough about me. Today, we have a very important topic that um, I have never talked about on the show. And today we're talking about anxiety. And I want to give you eight reasons out of the Word of God why you do not have to live in anxiety. Now, friends, anxiety is a funny thing. It it doesn't play nice. I I taught this lesson uh, just last night in my youth class and been praying about it. I knew I wanted to talk about it on the podcast. And then I go home and I feel the, the little dull pressure of anxiety trying to creep into my heart. The devil is a liar, and I'm going to combat him today um, because I realized um, in the last couple of years, it, it re- I really started noticing it in 2020, I have never considered myself to be an anxious person. However, the busier I have become and the more responsibilities that I take on, I found the more I was dealing with anxiety. And so I started taking it to the Lord in prayer and I started diving into his word to to let him speak to me. And uh, it was jogged in my memory. I had been I'd been praying about talking about this on the podcast and then um I was following P7 clubs on Instagram and they did a post about attacking anxiety and gave all these great scriptures and I just feel like it's a topic the Lord's wanting us to talk about today. Do you struggle with it? Well, friend, you're not alone. I I struggle with it sometimes too. But here's the great news today. Take this down, grab your Apple pencil or your remarkable pencil and write it down. You're not alone, my friends. You're not the only person that deals with this. And here's the good news. You don't have to live in anxiety just because it's something that you experience and tries to creep into your heart every once in a while does not mean that you have to live in anxiety. It is not the will of God for you to live in anxiety. We're going to start today with Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7. It says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. There's a quote I read um, this week. I wanted to share it with you. It's uh, somebody named Andrea Peterson. Uh, Not to be confused with the great author, Andrew Peterson, the writer of the great song, Is He Worthy? Um, No, this is Andrea Peterson. Um, She said, Anxiety is a thief that steals the present moment. Some of my most beautiful moments have been muted, dulled by a steady drumbeat of anxious thoughts. 
So let me bring your mind to, to this place for a moment. Think about this with me. Show me what you think about the most, and I'll show you what takes priority in your life. Your thought life is powerful and will determine what your reality looks like. And most anxiety is born in your thought life. It's by, by what you're thinking about, what you're worrying about. And uh, have you ever heard the expression, you are what you eat? All right, so <laughs> of course we know that if if you were what you eat, I would certainly be a taco. <laughs> There's no doubt in my mind, I would be a taco. There's not enough calculators in the world to tally up the amount of tacos I have enjoyed in my life. But um, there's a lot of spiritual truth to that statement, you are what you eat. Uh, What we take into our heart will determine the condition of our heart. It says in Proverbs 23, for as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is is not with you. Okay, so before we dive into the eight reasons why you don't have to live in anxiety, I want to just give you some practical application here. If you listen to depressing music, you will struggle with feelings of depression. If you think depressing thoughts, you are going to struggle with depression. If you digest ungodly entertainment six days a week, it's going to be very difficult for you to be spiritually minded. And so oftentimes, a thief called anxiety refuses to sit in the quiet. If we are not careful, anxiety will force our brain into content mode, right? We just cram our brain full of content, full of music, full of podcast, full of noise. Um, Hopefully that's not what this podcast is for you today. Hopefully today's episode will be a break from the noise. Um, But it's like the more noise, the better. External noise is constantly necessary because there is no internal peace. This is what anxiety looks like. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, where it says, Be anxious for nothing. It goes on in verse 8 to say, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The King James Version says, think on these things. And so my point is anxiety is a problem and the church world is not excluded from it. We are not of this world, but we live in this world. Look at this statistic I read this week. It says that anxiety disorders are the most common mental health concern in the United States. Over 40 million adults in the U.S. have an anxiety disorder. Meanwhile, approximately 7% of children ages 3 to 17 children guys they experience issues with anxiety each year most people develop symptoms before age 21 and statistically more women report experiencing high levels of anxiety than men in 2022 to this year an average of 37.1 percent of women and 29.9 percent of men reported high levels of anxiety And so what I'm telling you is, it's a problem. 
it's a problem and every problem needs a solution and the solution is found in God's word and so I want to give you eight scriptures from the word of God scripture is a weapon that you can take in your hand and attack anxiety I told my youth class last night I said you can either have a panic attack or you can attack the panic and the way we do that is through the word of God so grab your pencil if you're a note taker I want you to write down these eight things I actually posted these things over at Podcast Noteworthy on Instagram. Um, If you want to just go save those images, you can save them on your phone as a reminder that you don't have to live in anxiety today. In the name of Jesus, you don't have to live in anxiety tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost on me right now to tell you you're going to get some rest tonight. You're going to get some sleep tonight You're not going to have anxiety tonight. God's going to help you. All right, number one. The first reason you do not have to live in anxiety is because you don't have to worry about tomorrow. A matter of fact, it's always a day away. So you don't have to worry about it. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. Now I know you're saying... Nathan, that's a bold statement to say I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Well, I wish I could take credit for it, but it wasn't me. It was Jesus Christ of Nazareth who gave us this great revelation. Matthew chapter 6, verse 34. He says, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient is the day of its own trouble. So tomorrow's going to come Whether you worry about it or not, my friends, you can worry about it, but you can't control it. You can't control what tomorrow looks like, and you don't know what the future looks like. So Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about it. One translation says it like this. Each day has enough of its own troubles. You've got enough trouble in your day to take take some more out of your mind some some more out of your heart and apply some trouble in worrying about tomorrow don't do that to yourself psalm chapter 118 says this is the day the lord has made we will rejoice and be glad in it a lot of times we don't enjoy a day we just enjoy a memory of a day Because we weren't there. We weren't present in that day. And so we have to take snapshots and post them on Instagram because we know we won't remember it because we're so anxious and we're so worried. And it's not the will of God, my friends. It's not the will of God. Moving along quickly, the second reason you don't have to live in anxiety is that you can lean on God rather than than your own understanding. When I lean into my understanding, I'm going to have anxiety. But if I lean into his, I can. that's where trust comes into play. When I lean away from my own understanding, 
that's when I meet trust. Proverbs 3 and 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Number three, the third reason is that you never go into battle by yourself. I have a couple students in my class that really struggle with the fear of being alone. And I want to tell you today that you're never alone, that God is always with you, and that you never go into battle by yourself. I love the phrase, take courage, because it implies that courage is something you have to carry with you. In Deuteronomy 31 and 6, it says, Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear nor be afraid of them. For the Lord your God, He is the one who goes with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you. The fourth reason you don't have to live in anxiety is that peace can take rule in your heart. Colossians 3.15 says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. When was the last time you looked at God in prayer and just said, Hey, you rule. (laughs) God, you rule. You take dominion. You take authority. You have rule over my heart. And in order for peace to take rule, in our heart, for the peace of God to rule in our hearts. Sometimes this requires the elimination of other things in our life. Sometimes we have to take inventory of what is occupying our mind. What am I listening to that's not making me better? What am I watching that's causing anxiety? What What friend is it in my life that every time they start speaking, I just feel anxiety because they're so negative? Oh, is that that too real for you on the podcast today? That's real life. Sometimes you have to distance yourself, not from a thing, but from... Let me say it like this. Sometimes you don't have to distance yourself from something... To get rid of anxiety, sometimes you have to distance yourself from someone. Well, my, 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 I'm going to say it again. Sometimes it's not something, it's someone that's causing anxiety in your life. And for your own mental health, you have to say, you know what? I love you, but I got to take a step back from you right now because I'm trying to let the peace of God rule in my heart. Well, friends, that was a good word. That was a good word. That's not in my notes. That's a word from the Lord. The fifth reason that you don't have to live in anxiety is one of our favorite ones. We love to preach about this. And that is the fact that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. Come on, my friend. Do you feel what I'm feeling right now? I said no weapon formed against you is going to prosper. So the enemy's going to attack. There's going to be weapons formed against you. But listen, he's not going to win. 
The, the devil is a defeated foe. He's not going to win. Isaiah 54 and 17 says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. Who is this for? It says, This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. Friends, you don't have to worry about what somebody says about you. You don't have to worry about gossip. Rise above gossip. Rise above backbiting. Rise above talking negatively about other people and get yourself out of that cloud of anxiety and rise up out of that and walk in liberty, walk in freedom, walk away free from anxiety and let the peace of God rule in your heart. Those weapons are not going to prosper against you. Man, it's like that old old Fred Hammond song. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. It won't win. Man, I'm going to have to go pull that one up on Apple Music today and just let that be a reminder in my heart that I don't have to live in anxiety. Moving quickly, we're almost done today. Number six, greater is he who's in you than he who is in the world. First John 4 and 4 says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because... Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If Jesus lives on the inside of you, and he does if you have been filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, then Jesus can speak to a thief called anxiety and tell him to leave. God is greater than your worry. God is greater than your anxiety. So just speak the name of Jesus and God is greater. God is greater. Number seven, the seventh reason is the fact that you can do all things through Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Man, feels good in the room right now. So even those most terrifying and impossible task those are possible those are possible with God you couldn't do it on your own but with God it's possible why don't you tell that to your anxiety Matthew chapter 17 verse 20 so Jesus said to them because of your unbelief for assuredly I say to you if you have faith as a mustard seed you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. I think the King James Version says, move to yonder place. This is the new King James Version. It says, when you say to this mountain, move from here to there, it will move. Jesus said, say to this mountain, So when you're battling anxiety, you have to speak to that mountain. You have to open up your mouth and you have to declare the joy of the Lord. 
you have to declare the peace of the Lord. Sometimes you have to speak to the mountain of anxiety and tell it to move from here to there. Sometimes you have to shift your perspective in prayer. And rather than saying, God, look how big my mountain is. How am I going to move it? You have to say, mountain, look how big my God is. So you have no choice but to move from here out of my heart from there. The last reason today, thank you for letting me share my heart with you today. We're on our last point. The last reason that you do not have to live in a place called anxiety is that all things work together for good to those who love God. It's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. In Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Jesus can take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it for good. I would propose to you today that God can even use your anxiety and he can turn it for good. Anything that brings us an awareness of our need for him is something God can use. The other day, I felt the dull ache of anxiety in my heart and I said, oh God, why am I feeling this today? I know I'm an overcomer in you. Jesus, why am I experiencing anxiety? And I cried out to the Lord. I said, God, why am I dealing with this? I trust you. I love you. I know that you're in control. Why am I dealing with this today? And the Lord spoke to me and he said, I have given you a heavy heart so that I can be the lifter of your head today. Sometimes God allows us to experience heaviness so we can experience the joy of the Lord that comes from him when he lifts that burden off of us. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. All things work together for good. It didn't say all things are good. It says all things work together for good. That means even when bad things happen, I can trust him. Joseph had a lot of bad things happen to him. His brothers betrayed him. He was falsely accused and he was thrown into prison. His dreams often got him in trouble. But the end of his story is a beautiful one. In Genesis 50 verse 20 it says but as for you you meant evil against me but God meant it for good in order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive could it be that God is using your heaviness to draw you closer to him 
And when he lifts you up out of that, he reminds you, you don't have to live in that place. Joseph, you don't have to live in that prison. You're not going to stay there. Joseph, you don't have to live in that false accusation. You're not going to stay there. And the enemy meant it for evil, but I'm going to use it for good. So friends, anxiety may show up from time to time, but don't let him stay. He's a thief. Attack him with the word of God. Attack him with prayer. Attack him with the power of the Spirit of God. Be anxious for nothing. Can I pray over you today? Jesus, I love you today. And I thank you for your presence that I feel in this room right now. God, I pray over the anxious right now that you would release them from a heavy heart. And God, I pray, Lord, for those that are listening, that you would lift them up, that you would take the heaviness from them. God, would you give them these eight principles from your word and would you help them rather than give in to the panic attack? God, would you help them to attack the panic today through the power of your word? We know that we're overcomers through you. And in spite of it all, we still face these things because we're fallen and we're humans and we have flesh. So God, would you help us to die out to our flesh today? And would you draw us closer to you? And we'll be sure to give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus, amen. I love you, friends. Thank you for tuning into this episode today. I'm very excited about our next interview coming up. We're going to be interviewing my dear friend, Brother LJ Harry, is going to be our next guest on the Noteworthy Podcast. We're going to be talking about his new book, Blessed Are, a practical look at the Beatitudes. I can't wait for that interview, and I can't wait to share it with you. Surely it will be a noteworthy conversation, as it always is here on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless you, my friends, and we'll see you next time on the Noteworthy Podcast. God bless.